you're listening to Funk With Fate, a show about being a body and cultivating pleasurable relationships with everything. And I'm your host, Mackenzie McCormick. This podcast will explore how our embodied experiences connect us to the world through astrology, philosophy, dance, magic, and anything that invigorates our aliveness. What makes us feel the most alive? Big inhale, big exhale. Now let's get grooving. Hello, hottie, and welcome to the show. Right now it is 5.15 p.m. Eastern on Sunday, February 26th, 2023. And at this moment, Leo is rising over the horizon. Today we are exploring why funk, why fate, why the podcast. It's the first episode. This is the introduction, of course. So I'm going to be introducing myself, who I am, what I do, and what this podcast is really about. So let's go ahead and rip off the band-aid. Let me share my screen for those visually watching. And I'll just describe it for those who are listening. This is my birth chart. Personally, Mackenzie Ray McCormick. I'm a Sagittarius rising. My sun is in Gemini and I have a 12th house Scorpio moon. For those listening, for those watching, you can see all major things in the chart that I usually like to put up in my chart. So all the planets, traditional and outer, the three major lots, the nodes, all that good stuff. So now that we got that out of the way, hi, I'm Mackenzie McCormick. I'll give you a quick rundown on who I am, some dates, some stuff like that. So I'm a professional consulting astrologer. I got my first astrology book when I was eight years old. It was just a little small book, but it really captured me. Um, however, I would say I've been more seriously studying astrology for about seven years now. And to place my practice within the lineage of astrology and to properly cite my teachers and mentors, some, some of the most impactful courses and teachings and trainings that I've been a part of have been Chris Brennan's Hellenistic and Electional Astrology courses, Drew Levante's Electional Course Initiate, and many different lectures and workshops on medical astrology that Kira Sutherland has done. Those have been most impactful to me in my practice and the way that I relate to and with astrology. So I've been consulting with clients for three years now. And around that same time is when I started dabbling with astrological magic as well. And then in a related, but still different sphere of my life, I'm a dancer and a choreographer. So I started getting into dance when I was about 10 years old. I got inspired by seeing videos of professional dancers and music videos on MTV. And I started with hip hop. That was what I was drawn towards, that high energy, vibrant, animated sort of dance, which if you know me at all, or if you're watching, you can tell I'm a very animated person. Um, so I started with hip hop and then I went back a year or two later and started the foundations of tap, jazz, ballet, getting my technique down, which is actually 
funny enough, similar to my journey with astrology, because I started with a more modern psychological lens and then went back studying the ancient texts. So I started assisting in the studio where I was training when I was 15. And then by the time I was 16, I had my own classes of kids that I was teaching. So I've been teaching kids at this point, I'm 26. So it's been 10 years that I've been teaching dance, um, at least teaching kids. I started teaching adults about two, three years later when I was in college. So it's been a decade of teaching dance for me at this point. Um, around the same time that I started having my own classes at the studio was also when I started working with my mom. My mom had just recently started a holistic healthcare business, making skin salves and oil blends. And that was around the same time that I started working with her. And you know what? Shout out to my mom. She is one of the most hardworking people that I've ever met. And she really tries her hardest to make a positive difference in people's lives. And I'm very grateful that she passed on those values to me. Um, and so everything that we make is our idea, it's our creation, and we do it all by hand. And it's really an honor being a part of a family business from scratch in that way. Some, I guess some other things about me, um, after I graduated college in 2016, I moved from my hometown of Evansville, Indiana to St. Petersburg, Florida, where I still live now. And as soon as I moved to Florida, I started rock climbing, which is really hilarious to think about the fact that I was born and raised in a place that has really great proximity to some of the most amazing rock climbing in this part of the country. Um, and then I started rock climbing as soon as I moved away from all of it. So that's quite a choice. Um, and then about a year after I had been living in St. Pete, I fully transitioned to being vegan. I had been experimenting with cutting back certain things here and there. And then after close to a year of figuring that out, I fully transitioned and have been vegan completely for about five years now. Um, what else? I guess the only other really cool thing about me, at least, or I think is cool, is that I'm about to start hosting local astrology meetups in St. Pete, which... I've been wanting to do for a while and I'm super excited that that's getting started. So yeah, now that we got all that stuff about me out of the way, let's dive in to this, this show, this podcast um, that I'm so excited to be starting. So as I mentioned, you might be listening to this on one of the streaming platforms where you can listen to podcasts or you might be watching. So every single one of the podcasts, I'm going to be posting the video version on YouTube for people who want to watch it. From the beginning, it's very important to me to have options for people, especially accessibility options. Um, I'm going to be throwing up charts. You know, I threw up my birth chart to start so that we all got it out of the way of who I am, but I'm going to be showing other chart examples of guests or just examples of different people or events. And I really want to have that visual resource for people that are visual learners, along with just more options for people that have different levels of accessibility in the way that they, you know, absorb and best and best really, yeah, really absorb content or material or just learning anything. So I guess just to like cut to the chase, I have wanted to start a podcast for more than three years. I, I love talking, you know, it's, it is what it is. It's a Gemini trope that I will fully own because I love to talk. And it's not just that I love to talk. I love to talk with people. I love the 
very airy verbal inspirational component of conversation but I for some reason didn't think that I would be good at hosting a podcast I was scared I was intimidated I and life happened life was very hectic there wasn't really the opportunity or the right space for me to do this until now and it along with many different things that have happened in the last few years, it has led me to this moment of really giving me the confidence that I can do this and that this is the right time to do this. So what are we talking about here? In the intro, very beginning of the podcast, I guess the mission or vision statement, if you will, it says that this is a show about being a body and cultivating pleasurable relationships with everything. So what the fuck does that mean? Being a body. Easy to say, right? But what is that actually? Um, If there's one thing that I know better than any other, it is the visceral sensation of being a body. And that's actually something that I feel like I took for granted for a while that I wasn't really aware that not everybody had that I that I didn't understand that that wasn't everyone's foundational starting place. Because for me, my foundational starting place is my body. Everything that starts with me and ends with me starts and ends at my body. Every piece of understanding or wisdom that I might be lucky enough to grasp, it has to go through my body. My body is the perspective through which I look and absorb and feel and sense everything. And I didn't realize that that wasn't something that people just did. And it actually took me learning more about astrology and specifically learning about sect and the different awareness of sect, um, sect being day or night for me to understand that, oh my gosh, I'm a very, I'm a very embodied nocturnal person. And that is just a part of me. And that is something that needs to be talked about more because there isn't a lot of at least substantial, you know, practical conversation about what that feels like. And that's something that I hope to have a container for. And then the second part of that, cultivating pleasurable relationships with everything. I wanted to specifically use the word cultivating here because we don't just have a relationship and then that's it. Relationships take work. They take cultivating. They take growing. They're always growing. They're always changing. They're always changing shape. And they do require upkeep and it's something you have to continue to cultivate and pleasurable for me life is about pleasure life is about feeling fucking good Um, because if there's one thing my body has told me and informed me it's that if I don't feel good not much else is gonna really go well um and pleasure and joy and delight these are all feelings that we should and that we deserve to feel all, all the time, maybe not all the time. That's maybe a little pushing it because nobody really feels good all the time. And if they say they do, I might think that they're a liar, but we do deserve to feel that every day. And pleasure isn't this one size fits all thing, you know, pleasure has its definition, but at the same time, everybody's definition is a little bit different and how people experience pleasure in their life, based on their experiences, based on their background, that looks different. And I want to talk about those differences and how they show up for people. Um, And considering I'm an astrologer, 
many or even most of these conversations will probably come from or come through an astrological lens. But there are other perspectives as well that I want to look into, you know, philosophical, relational, all different forms of embodied lenses. Um, And when I say relationship with everything, I do mean everything. You can be in relationship with everything in front of you and out there beyond, whether you can see it or not. Um, Relationship is everything and you can be in relationship with everything. That's your body. That's your spirit. That's other humans, non-human beings, animals, the land that you live on, whether that's the land where you're from. If it's not, then also the land that you're from. Uh, the skies around you, all of the elements that you experience throughout the day, the structure of reality and what it looks like, the nature of time itself, this sort of spark that animates everything. These are all relationships. And so I really want to go deep on this podcast. I want us to be able to go deep safely and joyfully because I want to have fun. I love to laugh. I hope that every single one of my podcasts has laughter. Honestly, I don't even have to hope. I know that it probably will because it's hard for me to do anything and not experience joy in some way. And we also on this pod might say some things that are a little explicit and that might not be safe for work. You know, we're going to get a little spicy. That's for damn sure. And yeah, so that's, That's really like the soul, the juiciness behind this podcast. Uh, Let's get a little cheeky and talk about why I chose this name for the podcast though. Um, Oh, and speaking of names, before we move any further, I want to give a massive shout out to two names, two people who have helped bring this vision to life. Um, I want to thank Alex McGinnis, my graphic designer, and Tam Allen, my photographer. They are both, they're two, two of my best friends and I could not have done this without their, both of their keen eye for design and aesthetics and color and also their support and their encouragement, um, throughout this process. So the name funk with fate. So I initially wanted to name this podcast fuck with fate. But I thought that that might be a little too provocative, even for me, which is really saying a lot. Um, So there's the obvious pun, which is that funk with fate is a play on fuck with fate, because that is something that as astrologers, we kind of do. We do kind of fuck with our fate a little bit because simply knowing it does mean that we're able to play a little more. Um, So that's an obvious just pun, but it does go a little bit deeper than that. So kind of breaking it down, breaking down the title, let's start with funk itself. Funk means so much to me. Um, Throw the slang term out of the window. Let's focus on the music style here. Funk is my favorite style of music. And my first real funk concert was in 2014 in St. Louis, Missouri at a music festival called Lou Fest that doesn't even happen anymore. And this festival was where I first saw and discovered the band Lettuce for the first time. 
also the same festival where I first saw and discovered Trombone Shorty, which is a similar tale of love, but let's keep going. So I was forever changed when I saw Lettuce. They are my favorite band. I literally have a head of lettuce tattooed on my body. And it, it changed me. It really did. And over the years, I've seen them and other funk bands live. And I've grown a very deep appreciation for funk music because of the way that it comes alive when you see it live in a way that I've never seen music come alive before. It was actually the first style of music that I ever listened to that I thought sounded better live than it did recorded, which is huge to me as a music lover. Music has been an extremely integral part of my life. Um, I was raised by a musician. Shout out to my dad. He played guitar and some of my very first memories were watching him string his acoustic in the basement. And those he was just the coolest person in the world to me. You know, he always was, always has been. And I will forever cherish those memories. And so when music is better live than when you play it on the CD or even on a vinyl, that really gets me going. And when funk bands play together, they really have a great deal of improvisation. A lot of like all the different musicians get solos for them to have their time to shine. And they're really able to like show off their skills and have fun. And to me, this speaks to a way that people have conversations with each other and they bounce ideas off of each other. And each person has time to shine and each person can make their point and they have that time for expression. And this genuine support of each other that you see the musicians and the camaraderie they have on stage it's very respectful and reciprocal. And that's something that I love to see within the artists and, and also within the fans too. Shout out to funk fans because I have seen live music in every single style. And I do mean that every single style and funk fans are unlike any other, as far as kindness goes. So shout out to them, but there is, there's really something so special that happens when people, when musicians and artists get together and they have these strikes of brilliance. And it really reminds me of the way people come together and connect and talk about something that they're really passionate about. And especially when planning a podcast, you know, there's, there's only so much planning you can do. There's only so many different things that you can put in your outline before you have to allow the magic of the moment to emerge when something is ignited by something that somebody said and you are all there together and you all go down this pathway of ideas together, learning from each other and growing and developing. And that's something that I really strive to have on this show, which is the balance between the set list you know, the outline and the magic that springs forth when somebody gets a really fire solo and it's just out of this world, what comes forth. And I, I look forward to seeing how that balance plays and how that emerges. And so that's part one, funk. And then part two, fate. That damned thing that we wrestle with 
um, the classic philosophical concept of fate versus free will, you know, free will, you're able to choose exactly what your destiny is, you're able to decide your entire path versus fate or, you know, determinism, essentially saying that you have this predetermined destiny. And many Hellenistic timing techniques rely on the assumption that there is something that was set into motion at your time of birth that sets the course for your very existence. And arguably all types of astrology that use natal astrology and incorporate reading the natal chart also somewhat rely on this assumption, which can be a little heavy to think about that. Oh my gosh, everything is set out. And oh my gosh, we have this specific purpose and there's this reason we're here and we're fated to live this out. And so there's a lot of questions that come up with that. You know, how much of our fate is decided at our birth? How much influence do we hold over our choices and our life path? How does this impact our autonomy? And all of the implications of these questions change our outlook on life and our perspective on the meaning of life, you know, the, the big capital letters meaning of life. Um, so in college, I studied political science. I was a poli-sci major, and then I picked up a philosophy minor. I do always kind of regret not putting in the extra couple classes so that I could have had a double major, but that's life. And when I started taking philosophy classes, I became very infatuated with this idea that there is meaning to life, to the world, that there's every person has this meaning, but like, is there, can it be found? Does it even exist? Um, funny enough, originally I was set on going to law school. That's why I was studying that specifically. I had this wild dream of working in the government, specifically being a Supreme Court justice, because when I studied the structure of the American government, I was like, who has the most potential to do the most good and who is able to make the biggest positive impact on people's lives? And that was what I wanted for myself because I have always wanted to serve and I wanted to be able to do the most good for the most people possible. Um, it just turns out that I wasn't meant to serve in the government in that way. It was a different kind of serve. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but this, this infatuation that I had with, was there a meaning, was there a meaning to life? You know, if, did it even exist at all? If a meeting, and then the follow-up questions, if there wasn't a meaning, if the meaning didn't exist, then what was the point of any of us being here? Then, then what was all of this for? And then if a meaning did exist, are we able to find it? Are we able to achieve it? Are we able to humble ourselves as, as mortals to think that we are able to grasp something so bigger than us? And I'm not saying that I have the answers to these questions. I want to make it very clear from the top of this show that I am not placing myself as the end-all be-all authority on any question or any topic that I bring up. That would be pretty freaking ridiculous. And 
I want to have a space for thoughts and for opinions and for different perspectives and for disagreements as well. And to allow all of those to come forth. For me personally, I end up sort of wiggling around and finding myself situated that, yeah, there is a meaning. I guess I kind of said as much earlier that maybe the meaning is just to feel good and to find pleasure through whatever avenue is best for you. And that means everyone's is going to look different. And I hope to explore all of these questions. That's really, that's really what I desire more than anything is through, through enjoyable, fun, very deep conversations. And also probably some of my own like rants or lectures as well. I hope to explore different flavors of funk, you know, different flavors of embodiment, different flavors of existence, different ways that we cultivate relationships with everything, with the world, different kinds of pleasure that we're able to experience as humans, different things that we can do that make our body feel really alive. This this sense of aliveness, specifically our human aliveness, that involves really cool things like all of our expansive thought processes and all of our spatial and sensory awarenesses and all of these things about the human experience that make being alive and incarnate as a human being at this point in time really fucking special. And that sense of aliveness is something that we should cherish and treasure. Despite the fact that being a body is one of the most annoying and agonizing things that we ever do, because in order to do anything else, bare minimum, we have to be a body, even if we're not consciously thinking about it, because thankfully, even if we're not consciously thinking about it, our body loves us so much that it is just going to bare minimum operate no matter what. And so the least that we could do is give it a little love back for all that it does for us. And yeah, I really hope that something through these conversations and topics and ideas will show you a way that you can love being your body even more. Um, You and I were we're all fated to be funky. I believe, I truly believe that every single person is fated to be funky in their own unique way. And so maybe just some things for you to think about or what flavor is your personal funk? You know, what does your personal fate look like? How are you moving through your life? How are you moving through your personal fate? And you know, how is it moving through you? How is it moving you? What is it moving you to do? And who knows how many other questions are going to come up that want to be asked or pondered. And I'm really looking forward to seeing how the show grows and what it becomes. And I'm really looking forward to sharing that with all of you. It's, it's really an honor to, to do this, which is wild to say, because it's literally my decision. This is my podcast, but it's still, feels deeply. And I know that all I desire to do is really serve. And so 
I hope that this serves you. Um, yeah. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. And thank you for being funky. I'll see you next time our fates weave together. Thank you.